Super Talk Mississippi media production. Time to talk about Auburn and Mississippi State's trip to the Plains this weekend. Brandon Marcello, who covers the Tigers for Auburn Undercover, their 24-7 site, which, of course, is a 24-7 site where the name makes sense. Glad to have you joining us here <laughs> on the program. There's an inside joke there. Uh, <laughs> Auburn this year, you know, when we talked back in the summer, I said I wasn't very high on them. They've surprised me. You know, they're 4-0. I thought they'd be 2-2 two and two at this point, to be totally honest with you. Um on yeah. your side of things, what have you seen from the Tigers that surprised you this far? Yeah, I, you know, for me, it's just been the the poise by quarterback Bo Nix, the true freshman. He, he hasn't put up gaudy numbers, but he's protected the ball. I mean, he hasn't had a turnover, I believe, at least you know through the air since the first half of the Oregon game in the season opener. And when you don't turn the ball over, you give yourself a good shot, especially when you have a great defense like Auburn does. And what they've done is they've slowly – implemented Bo Nix more into the run game here the last two weeks, and that sparked the offense a little bit. They went into the A&M game with, you know, A&M held Auburn, I think, to like 19 yards or 21 yards rushing last season. And they went into this game with an A&M defense that was in the top 20 defensively with against run, hadn't allowed, you know, many teams to do anything. In fact, they were averaging 83 yards, I think, per game rush defense. And Auburn went in there and had 91 yards after the first quarter and, of course, two touchdowns. And part of that was because they started doing some things on the outside with Bo Nix and some counter trays and buck sweeps that they weren't doing earlier in the season. So th- that's been the the key for them because the offense needs to continue to improve. But Bo Nix isn't making mistakes. So when they are struggling, at least they're not turning the ball over. And now that they're starting to get things rolling offensively, it's because they're allowing Knicks to run. And Knicks is a really fast guy. I think he's kind of like a mix between Nick Marshall and Jared Stidham as far as speed. And I think you might see him run the ball ten times uh, a game from here on out. That is quite a, a gap between Nick Marshall and Well, Stidham could, Stidham, could move Stidham a little, could run. Stidham could move a little bit, and Nick Marshall is just super fast. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. Um, I think he's one of the best option quarterbacks to, to come through college football the last 25, 30 years, and I think he's very underrated. Um, he was extremely smart, but, I mean, you know, <clears throat> you know, everybody looks at uh, Auburn's backup quarterback, Joey Gatewood, as the runner, um, which is interesting because Bo Nix is actually faster than Joey Gatewood. Yeah. Um, it's just that Joey Gatewood's got that size that everybody wants to compare to Cam Newton or whatever, but Knicks can scoot, and we, we've seen that. Knicks has been the story of the season so far for Auburn, but when you when you watch them play, they're doing a lot of things well, especially you said defensively. I think Whitlow has played really well. His receivers have, have stepped up. Is he really the story of this season, or is it more a, a team effort about what, what Auburn's doing this year? You know, I think it's a team effort with the – undertone of a growing quarterback um he's still got a lot of stuff he's got to improve but he's he's making the right reads on the zone read stuff in the run game um they're expanding the the passing concepts for him for example auburn rarely runs slants and they ran two um and and to great success including a touchdown against texas a&m and that's really bo nix's strength he's not a great passer down the field in high school, he was just a guy that could hit every route and then maybe sometimes hit a deep route. But 
that's not his strength. And he's missed five passes. Oh, he's just overthrown five passes in the last two weeks, including three against A&M. If he hits two of those three, which easily should have been ha- happened because they were wide open, that game would have should have been a blowout. But um, that's the that's the thing. It's like the defense is playing great. They're great on run de- rush defense. The offense is doing what it can. The running game has really picked up steam. But Bo Nix is the guy that, one, he delivered him, of course, that, that touchdown pass to beat Oregon. But he's still progressing. He's still learning. And more than anything, he's just got the poise and nothing really frustrates him. And that's because, he, you know, his dad's Patrick Nix. He's a former Auburn quarterback, a former college coordinator. And he coached his son as the high school head coach for his entire career. So this kid has been coached practically by a college coordinator his entire life, really. And so he understands the ins and outs, the pressure, and all of that. And it's really, really helped him more than anything else. Whether it's mechanics or technique, more than anything, he's just mentally ready for big games. One player I like to watch in the Auburn offense is Anthony Schwartz. You know, great speed, yeah. but he looks like he's developing a little bit too and becoming a, more than just a, you know, a guy who can run downfield and get behind people. Is he the X factor for this offense? Yeah, man. Um, th- this team going into the season, I thought their, their their identity would be, hey, let's take advantage of our speed. Let's go on the outside and then go inside when things kind of open up there and they weren't able to do that the first two, three weeks because Schwartz is recovering from hand surgery. He had August 5th. He's played in every game, but they were limiting him because they didn't want him to get hit and all that, so they put him in special situations. The A&M game was really the first time they put him out there and just said, we're going to target you, we're going to run some plays, you're going to get tackled, but we feel okay with your hand right now and the way it's progressed. And, uh, of course, he had that 57-yard touchdown run on the very first possession He's got world-class speed, man. He, he might be an Olympian uh, someday. That's his, that's his hopes. That's his dreams. A lot of the coaches around him in high school and even in college now believe he can do it as a world-class sprinter. And, and Sean Shivers is another guy they have. He's a smaller running back, but he's super quick. And as I mentioned, Bo Nix adds a different dimension when they run the zone read. Um, he's very fast. I, I think he's uh, – uh, when you see him Saturday running, you're going to go, wow, I – that's a little faster than I thought, and, and that's the same thing I thought when I first saw him in uh, the state championship game in high school last year. I was like, wow, he runs very well. Why is is Auburn going to be running more of like a Nick Marshall offense this season? And sure enough, it seems like they're getting to that point. They're starting to do a little bit more of that going forward because not only do they have Bo Nix with some speed, but man, they've got a lot of pieces that are very fast on this offense at the skill positions. It's interesting to hear you talk about Bo Nix and his ability to run when he was the nation's number one dual threat quarterback from 24-7. Is that that surprising? Isn't that weird? Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like even guys like me and and team guys and other people, they just assume, man, it's just great arm strength, great technique, great, great foot placement. Shoulder square, just does all these great things, delivers great passes. Oh, yeah, he, rush, he runs the ball, too. And it's because in high school, I mean, he, he ran, sure, but he just put up ridiculous numbers throwing the ball. And I think it takes people to see him actually running the ball to realize how good he is doing so. And um, just because he put up gaudy numbers throwing the ball. Usually a dual-threat guy. They're not they're they're not putting up gaudy throwing numbers and then, you know, mixing it in with the run game or whatever. I mean, because 
you know, listen, Bo was like, you know, he wasn't a guy that was rushing for a thousand yards or nine hundred yards in high school. He was like a four hundred yard guy, and he's probably going to do that again here on the college level. But man, those four hundred yards make all the difference uh, at the quarterback position nowadays. And uh, Mississippi State fans should know that better than anybody with the great dual threats they've had with Dak Prescott and Nick Fitzgerald, and now I, I believe with Garrett Schrader, um, who could really grow into something special for for the Bulldogs. Let's look at this game from a season ago. I think, you know, upset is the right word. I saw Malzahn's press conference, and he used the word embarrassed. And State dominated that game. Uh, now, the defense is, is obviously long gone, and, and I think Auburn's going to be successful running the football, which they weren't a season ago. But State rushed the ball for 350, almost 400 yards in this yeah. game a season ago. What, just coming back, coming back to what you remember from that game, how was State so successful in the run game against Auburn? And, and are there things that you see from this Auburn defense that make you think if, if they're not careful, State could do something like that again? Yeah, I, I think it all goes back to the quarterback and what you're able to do with the quarterback and running the football. Uh, I think that changed things quite a bit in that game last year. I mean, Fitzgerald broke all kinds of records. I can't even remember what records he broke in that game. But that, that opened things up quite a bit, and it tired Mississippi, or excuse me, Auburn against Mississippi State because Mississippi State's offense was on the field for a while, but also Auburn's defense was on the field for a while because Auburn's offense couldn't get a first down, and Mississippi State's defense was incredible in stopping Auburn, and it just all added up. Um, Auburn was tired, they were worn out, and you talk about Gus Malzahn really saying they're embarrassed. This is one of the more animated press conferences I've seen from Gus Malzahn the last six years. Um, he is really, really hyper focused on this game because I, I was talking to him after the press conference. He says we got you know, we got embarrassed. He, of course, he said he said he says I got out coached. We all got out coached. We got to do a better job. This game is super serious to us. We've got to get a win. But also, I think, you know, he didn't say it, but you could just tell from the actions and the way he's reacting, they really, really want to beat Mississippi State after the way that happened last year because that was embarrassing to him. It was embarrassing for Auburn with the way they were just dominated in that game. And really, that was the game that was a turning point to the season for Auburn, and things started going south. And this is at a point now in the season where you're approaching the midway point, and Auburn's got they got to go to Florida next week. Yeah, um, They've still got Georgia. They've still got LSU. They've still got Alabama. They, they can't afford to lose games against unranked teams, even though a Mississippi State team is a borderline top 25 team right now. And if not for the Kansas State loss and all the turnovers they had in that game, would be a top 25 team easily. Yeah, we would be 230 game, I think, if uh... – if this game yeah, is I think state, so state too. One. And it's interesting, you know, you talk about the schedule. This is a classic trap game. I mean, it's between two road games at ranked opponents. I mean, everything, you know, I, I get why Malzahn would be focused on this because this is one of those games where if you lose focus, and Mississippi State's had success. You know, they won over there in 2015. And this, this rivalry is not very one-sided. It's been pretty balanced over the past yeah. couple of years. This is match point this decade. It's uh, it really it's is five yeah. four. It's five four. It hasn't been this competitive since the nineties. And those Auburn? two, yeah, uh, yeah, five four Auburn. And if Mississippi State wins, it's a tie. And if Auburn wins, I, I call it match point. But yeah, you know, it's crazy. The nineties and the teens here are the most competitive by far. This rivalry's been otherwise, it's just been dominated by one or the other. Yeah, and uh, it's a credit to obviously the coaching staffs and what Dan Mullen did there when he was there. And, uh, and then of course, as 
Joe Moorhead picked back up and just absolutely thrashed Auburn last season. Beyond the obvious answers, like don't turn it over and things like that, what's what's the what's the key to an Auburn victory? Don't turn it over and things like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, they they've got. I think they've got to hit some of these uh, deep passes they've been missing on, and they've just got to run the ball effectively. But but the the, the matchup that really has my interest, which I'm sure is just obvious, is. Auburn's defensive front against Mississippi State's O-line and Kylan Hill and the quarterback running the ball. They have got to slow that down unlike they were able to do last season. And Kylan Hill is incredible. He's leading the SEC in rushing. Everybody knows that. Um, Could be a home run hitter. And Auburn's rush defense, you know, is among the best in the nation right now. Um, They allowed 56 rushing yards last week at Texas A&M on the road. And two of those run plays covered, uh, I'm trying to put it in my head here, um, 35 yards. Two of those run plays were 35 yards. One was on a third and 30 run play, so they gave it up. And then one was a 13-yard run that ended in a fumble that Auburn recovered and they ended up scoring. So they just absolutely dominated Texas A&M in the trenches, and they've been doing it to every team this season. And uh, I think this is going to be their toughest test yet. Not necessarily because maybe Mississippi State's offensive line is better than Oregon's, because I think Oregon's offensive line was really good. But Kylan Hill and a running quarterback changes everything, and, and Auburn hasn't quite faced a team like that offensively. And I'm, I'm, I wonder how Auburn reacts. We'll find out on Saturday, 6, uh, 6.30, first kick. Is that first kick? Is, kick is, I think it's, I think it's six. six. I can never remember. I'll be there. I don't have to worry about it. I'll figure it out. <laughs> so, Brendan Marcello from uh, Auburn Undercover 24-7 site. Thanks, man. I always appreciate you joining me. Thanks, Brian. A Super Talk Mississippi <laughs> media production.